Hello and welcome to the Developing Dads podcast. I'm your host Neil and alongside my brother Gordon, we're going to explore life as two young dads trying to figure this whole parenting thing out. Join us every Monday where we aim to share our thoughts on how we raise our families, invest our time and explore things that interest us. Testing, testing, yeah. I'm just nervous, Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you nervous? (laughs) Because last time it failed, but let's go for it. Last night, let's go for it. I think we should include that as part of the uh, the introduction, Neil, because it's kind of like our classic uh, developing dads amateur esque podcast introduction. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, very warm welcome to episode number thirty two, Neil. Thirty two, indeed. Give us a going to give me yeah. a nod. Yeah, ho- hopefully that's right. Yeah, we're on episode number thirty two. It's uh, absolutely roasting. Not going to lie. Uh, for those that are listening to this on uh, on our usual Monday upload. We're recording this on, I think, the hottest recorded day in record in the UK, Neil. Is that right? It is, yes. I think over by you, it's like 40 degrees, 41 degrees. Yep. Uh, Yeah, it's hit over 40, I mean, 42. What was it in Scotland? Uh, 33 in Dunfermline. So still like mad for Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 an absolute another level of hot. And it's 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 got to the point where I've been basically just lying on the floor at times because obviously you know science hot air rises so if you lie <laughs> on the floor it's a little bit cooler. Pro but tip from Gordon. It, it has started raining. It did start raining here this evening, so it has calmed down. Thankfully, it doesn't feel quite as hot. However, I do have a laptop sat on my groin, so hopefully I can still have have more kids. You'd probably benefit from it, Neil. You'd probably benefit from having you've had you've had the three the three kids. Episode Indeed. episode number thirty episode number thirty two. Neil, after our last one, Neil wanted to get deep and meaningful because we did in our last podcast we got into a little bit of the traveling with kids. We're trying to be a bit more practical, but I got some vibes from Neil that he wasn't quite enjoying it as much as we normally do when we're talking about various things. So we're gonna go we're gonna go a bit deeper on this one, and in this one in particular, we're going to record an episode about what's what's our purpose. So we're di- going to dissect it a little bit. We'll go through various aspects of what purpose means to us, what it looks like, how it's potentially changed, and maybe even how you find yours, or how do you discover <laughs> it in some way. Who knows? But as we do traditionally start on this podcast, we start with the, the classic, how are you, and what have you been up to, Neil? Yeah, that was a, a sterling introduction. Well done. Um, I'm doing good. As, as you mentioned, apart from the heat, the heat is very hot. And my office upstairs, working from home most of the time, is south facing. So, like I've tried putting the blind down all day, and that's just not helped. Very, very hot. But anyway, I'll get over myself. My week so far has been good. The boys turned four today, so I was woken up at three a.m. with Lewis coming through saying, "Daddy, am I four yet?" <laughs> very cute. He was very, very excited. I was like, "Yes, you are four, but you need to go back to bed." Um, Why didn't you just lie to him? Why didn't you just say, no, no, it's still the middle of the... It's still, it's still pre-time that you're allowed to be four, so you need to go back to bed. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, he's been over the moon. Um, opened some presents in the morning, then they got taken to nursery. And then we went to McDonald's for dinner, which which was their choice. Bit of a tradition where the kids get to choose what we eat for dinner. So, yeah, it was good. Um, what else has happened? It's been a pretty quiet week. Oh, you, actually, you went away. Scott, you went like to Sky and Loch Lomond, and yeah, had some you know right. masculine, masculine dad adventures. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. So last podcast, I think the day before, I was setting. I was about to set off for Sky. Um, Sky trip was really good. It was only a, a, a night in Sky, but we had a little birthday party for the boys up there with some of the family. Just whiskeys around a, a fire, barbecue, all that good stuff. Weather's been amazing. Um, and then I met two other dads for a camping trip in Loch Lomond, which um, which was awesome, actually. Like, ended up the weather being really good. Midges were, were mimnal. And we found a, a little boat that takes you to an island. So we went on the island and there's like trails on the island. There's really nice sandy beaches. Kids loved it. It was just, a, it was just an awesome, awesome weekend. And like, there's something, yeah, it's just... It's nicer, and I said this to Rebecca, but it's nice going away with dads that have got kids the same age because they just relate to everything and you're in the same situation when there's tantrums. The other kids are probably having tantrums. It was just, yeah, quite a level playing field and you can have quite decent chats once everyone's in bed. Good whiskey, good beer. Yeah, it was just a generally a good time. It's just not, it's, it's knowing you're not alone, I think, is probably something you're talking about there, isn't it, really? Where often like you're as as parents you you share a commonality in the sense that your child it's your child and you're raising them but you you might have differing approaches to some things or viewpoints or how you cope in certain different situations maybe because men and women to some extent do things slightly differently intrinsically there's a, a perhaps a different purpose or different motivation i guess uh to that so yeah, it's quite nice. Like I speak, to, I spoke to Johnny. I think last week as well. We were talking about dad life and stuff, and it's quite easy for me to, to relate to him on some of the things that I consider or think about. Which, yeah, I guess on some levels, maybe I don't necessarily either agree or discuss with with Laura as much as perhaps I would discuss with another dad. Maybe. Yeah. No. Definitely. I definitely agree with that. And it's just like, just nice having that dad time. Like it's your rules there's no there's no kind of conf- conflicting like it's my way and that's the only way that's gonna happen so um yeah, but it, it was bloody hard work like taking three kids camping all the stuff all the unpacking all the packing it was it was a a, a, a shift in itself but and no one else no one else it. is going to do that right that's that you've got to do that so that it's a case of you yeah. gotta suck it up yeah yeah but if you went camping with like me and Rebecca, then you kind of share the load. But the dads had their own stuff to pack up, their own kids to deal with. So, but yeah, anyway, it was good. Anyway, how's your how's your weekend? How, how's your week started? How's how's the weekend? How's the week? I'm trying to think when when did we last do a podcast? Like when we recorded one? Wednesday. So it's like Wednesday, almo- Wednesday last almost a week. So it's been a week. Okay. So what 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 the heck have I been up to? I oh, I had our kitchen delivered and uh, installed. So it's kind of installed. Like they're still, we've got to do our, we've got some fancy worktops coming. So they're, they've still got to do a templating team to come on Thursday, which they'll measure for them, and they get delivered about a week later and then fitted. The fitter still got to come back a little bit and make some adjustments and add a panel that was missing or whatever else, right? So there's still some bits to do on that front. I, I've, I'm invested in a business called the PT Project. So it's basically helping educate personal trainers with biomechanics. I might have spoken it before in the podcast, but in effect, it was kind of off the back of something else that I used to do. And I got talking to the two guys and they were like, yeah, let's do something. So I've got a percentage of it. They've got a percentage of it. And I help manage some of the creative videography, photography aspects of things for them, for things like social media and their websites and all that kind of thing. So that was an all day affair on Saturday. Uh, That was up in Birmingham, which was very successful because it was sold out. We sold 45 places, I think, on the on the day. And that's kind of made me 
because it's kind of like the early stages of like a startup, I guess. You know, it's the early stages of an idea. It's very good when you all sit around a campfire and like postulate and consider and fantasize about these kind of ideas and projects and making money. It's very different when it's a room full of 45 people that you thought you might be able to sell. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But we did. Yeah. And I, all credit to, to Paul and Jimbo. They smashed it out of the park. You know, it was, it was the, it's them why people are there really to, to learn from. And I'm kind of, I just helped facilitate some aspects of it in terms of the, the creative stuff and capturing content. So that was very cool to see. And I can see that having sort of real legs and, yeah, being quite powerful within the fitness industry, helping personal trainers deliver better sessions for the clients and safer and better online coaching because they understand how to program and analyze things a lot better. So that feels pretty cool that I'm, you know, impacting in some way on that front by helping share the message of two people that I think are I, I really respect in terms of what they're delivering. And on Sunday, I filmed a wedding. So that was another wedding that I had to fill. I, I I did in God knows what kind of heat in a very old building, which is clearly not air conditioned. So I was having, you know, I, I what I found is every time I film a wedding, every single one is different, and and different in many in many ways because a lot of the time what you try and do as a videographer or as a creative, you try and control as much as possible. So you might you know close close curtains to control the light. You might switch off air conditioning to control the sound you might dictate and direct the talent into doing something and how they should do it but when you're at a wedding you can't do any of that you've just got to <laughs> right, literally roll with the punches yeah to yeah. the to the point where you know i'll set things up and people just walk in front of the camera in the middle of the ceremony that i'm trying to film you know well, or or like the speeches you're like okay everybody just make sure they stand in that position there just 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 stay over there in that position and I'm going to film you doing your speech. Of course they don't stand there, do they? They stand somewhere else. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know, little things like someone might bump something on the microphone that turns it onto mute. So then like I can't inter- I can't um I can't uh, it, uh interject in the speech because obviously it's like it's meaningful and whatever else. I can't go up and like just go excuse me, can I just adjust your microphone so I can hear what you're saying? <laughs> you know, you can't do that. Uh it was so hot like cameras were overheating. You know, I was having problems with that. Um, kids, like, touching the cameras whilst they were filming. You know, like, <laughs> pulling the legs on the tripods. Uh, oh, my goodness. Generally just sweating my absolute bollocks off. And, yeah, but yeah, at the end of the day, it was another, another thing. And I did this one in particular for... Uh, this, this was, like, a charity thing I was doing. So, in effect, I donated the fee that I would have charged to uh, an effective altruistic charity. I think altruistic is a word, but effective altruism isn't is basically where you analyze the effectiveness of certain things. So perhaps like a charity, you look at how many lives does it save per pound spent. So things like malaria nets are very good at saving lives, but cost very little. So there's charities that supply those. So I donated that. That was good. Um, and then just kind of sorting out house stuff, I guess, because that's just like balls rolling. We've now got to get, like, our electrician decided to stop working with us because he doesn't want to do... There's, like, a first fit, which means you put all the wires behind the plasterboard, it gets plastered, then you do, like, a second fit, which is, like, all of the light switches and plug sockets and all that kind of thing. Yeah, well, he decided he didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> God. So, so we've that to find mean, another... Well, I find another electrician, didn't I? Jesus. Great. Honestly, honestly, like, there are some amazing tradespeople... And I've I've 
known them as friends. I've also known them as uh, former colleagues to some extent. Like they've moved careers and things. But honestly, I I don't I I can't describe like tradesmen are just some of them are absolute. I don't know how they make how they make a living. I have no idea. They only make a living, I think, because there's not enough of them. Yeah, it's the only yeah. reason. Like they're some of them are utterly useless. So then uh, I had to organize an electrician. We're looking at the flooring aspect of things. So that's another God knows how much money. Like, do you know how much flooring costs, Neil? No idea. Well, think of it like a a, a small mid sized car <laughs> for your floor. <laughs> Lovely underlay and all that stuff. Oh, of course, of course. I've got to sell you all that, Neil. So there's all, all the underlay and vinyl and layers and breathables and movables and sticky bits. And it's just fancy plastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So get that done. And then hopefully then hopefully the house is done. But who who knows what it's, what state it's going to be in when you come and stay at it. So be, <laughs> be, be prepared for kids getting splinters in their feet, uh, cutting themselves on something that they shouldn't be touching <laughs> or whatever else. <laughs> So when is when is moving day? I, I have no idea, Neil. Hopefully this week. <laughs> oh really? Well, we don't have any electricity. Oh wow! Because like the electrician was supposed to do the second fit this week, but he he binned the job off last week just before the just before the kitchen fitter was going to come. You know, but Jeez. a big shout out, a big shout out to Tony, who is uh, one of Laura's baby and bump friends, boyfriends, friends. He uh, is a former electrician, and he came over and saved the day and spent like six or seven hours of his day trying to fix our electrics to make sure the the kitchen fitter could do it all right. So that was uh, fun and games. So yeah, that's pretty much been my week, I guess. And now now here we are, doing a podcast, talking about purpose. <laughs> <laughs> what is your purpose? Yeah. What did, what did you, like, how did you start thinking about this? Because... I don't. You don't strike me as someone who's really thought about purpose much most of his life, or has he? <laughs> um, no, I don't think I have. The reason the reason after this topic came into my head was because I'm reading a book just now, or almost finished a book called, uh, by Bear Girls called "Never Give Up," and he has a chapter on purpose. So, that, yeah, that just kind of got my my juices flowing in terms of brain and. Trying to process, like, yeah, maybe I should, maybe I should figure out my purpose. And then, the day after, I was reading a bit of "Ego Is the Enemy" by Ryan Holiday. A big fan of Ryan, all all the work he's done. Um, probably never listened to the podcast, but shout out to him. <laughs> he in the e- "Ego Is the Enemy," he describes purpose really well, and it's kind of probably leads us quite well into the conversation. Um, so let me get up my notes on my phone because I do have a terrible memory, but he describes it, or. He says, purpose helps you answer the question to be or to do. So to do is like someone chasing promotion, job title, fame, like the material things in life. And I think to be is really the definition of like what you're trying to live by, what you're trying to stand up for, what is your morals, what is, I think all that encapsulates in purpose. So um, yeah, I guess those two things, reading Bear Grylls first and then the day after Ryan Holiday describing purpose got me thinking- in in terms of like why you're thinking about it now, do you think there are any other reasons beyond just reading a book? Um, yeah, I don't think there's any kind of life moment like, oh, I've hit thirty one. I need to start thinking about purpose. 
Um, I think it, I think it was purely like I mean, that's why I read, that's why I listen to podcasts, that's why I ingest as much as that's why I look at stoicism and and all that kind of stuff is because it, it gets you thinking, it gets you thinking about different things. So yeah, I think it was just a kind of prompt by books. Yeah, a, po- a ponderance because I guess what I was what I was kind of dissecting or trying to work out from my experience with this this idea of like finding a purpose or having a purpose was that like during my during my 20s i didn't i didn't i didn't nail down or really think about what my purpose was i guess it was kind of a bit more flippant or fluid or just didn't really have like a very bold definition perhaps there was something in it like i i remember when i was posting content on social media about fitness my my purpose was to answer any of the questions of my you know 17 18 year old self who was buying supplements and and felt and i now looked upon that as like he was basically being being uh defrauded of money because of these like <laughs> poor statements and i wanted to to make sure that didn't happen for anyone else so that's quite a reasonably distinct purpose i guess from a business perspective but from a life like direction i, I i'm not sure i had anything defined but I reckon that was because I hadn't really experienced much of life. You know, in your 20s, you're, 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 it's about exploring, it's about experiencing, it's about doing lots of different things and actually figuring out what you like. And I'm not sure you can understand what your purpose is necessarily unless you understand what you like or maybe even what makes you actually happy. So part yeah. of me was like exploring that type of idea, I guess. I think there's, there's probably, there's, I think there's, two purposes in life there's the kind of short-term short-term view of a a purpose could be like and you've mentioned you know it's a bodybuilding show or for me it's an ultra marathon like that gives you purpose for six to 12 months you're training you're aiming for it but then the the kind of longer term purpose could be things like you want to raise kind of creative and kind children or you want to live a life full of adventure or you don't want yeah all that kind of stuff so i think I think it's okay when you're in your 20s to have short-term purposes and maybe not think of the longer-term one. But certainly when you get into your early, mid-30s, it's probably worth maybe focusing more on the longer-term than the shorter-term view. Yes, because usually the longer-term view is in some, like basically serving someone else or something yeah. else. And usually yeah. it's someone or, or a, a collection of people, you know, uh, because I think in some elements of psychological research, and this was just reading off of a few blogs about purpose and trying to understand what it was, that some sort of service to uh, to, to people or to things seems to bring much more, much more of a sense of purpose. So like working for a charity or doing work for a charity or helping a friend or helping family members or helping your kids or whatever else. You know, like we've both got children, right? And... I guess when I was talking about the idea of in your 20s, you're kind of just experimenting, you're experiencing things, you're doing stuff. It's more about actions. Actions are helping drive some sort of feeling. But then when you're in your like 30s and stuff, feelings are sort of driving probably more of your actions because you understand like you understand what you like and what makes you happy and all that kind of stuff. But then also when you have children and being a developing dad's podcast, we talk about kids sometimes having children is ultimately that greatest service right you're you're you everything you now do is fundamentally about their happiness and about their future and about what they're doing and i guess that gives you a much for, for me anyway it gives me a much greater sense of purpose serving them rather than serving my own intrinsic goals like 
that short-term thing you talked about in bodybuilding, it's probably more direction than it is necessarily purpose, but that bodybuilding aspect of things was serving my own my own interests, my own self-interests. It wasn't necessarily serving anyone else. But it gave me direction, I guess, which, yeah, you could probably, I could probably call it some sort of purpose, but I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah I, I guess I can kind of f- f- see what you mean. I think in my 20s, if we like do a bit of a timeline, in my 20s, I think my purpose was very much focused on what Ryan said is about like to do is what can I do to get a, get a promotion or get a bigger salary or get a role change or just keep climbing that ladder. And I think, as you say, it could, it, purpose might not be the right term, but certainly a direction I was following in my early 20s was just go, 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 work, 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 see how far I can get. And now my 30s is much more focused did on you, did, family. You, you had kids quite young, right? So we, we have had kids in diff- very different ages, almost you know, certainly seven years apart, give or take. Maybe a bit more time. Uh, four years. 24, Isla popped out. Yeah, you're 24 and I was 34. So 10 years, I guess, <laughs> difference in terms of us having children, right? And like we say, like I said before, in your in my 20s, it was more about discovering things, exploring, finding out you know, what I like, what I don't like, what makes me happy, who makes me happy, how do I make myself happy, all that kind of stuff. And that's quite much easier to do when there's there isn't really a defined purpose or anything else out there, right? It's just kind of, I'm just doing, I'm doing it on my own. Which is quite selfish, but that's that's the way it was. For you, you had them very young, like 24 to have a child. So did, did you suddenly jump into that bucket of the, the quite cliche, stereotypical dad aspect of my kids are now my purpose? Did that happen? Uh, I think there's probably a delay. C- certainly... So I started climbing the, the corporate ladder, so to speak, in my very early 20s, so I was t- 21, 20, yeah, yeah, 2021, um, when I started kind of getting getting a, a little bit more senior, and then it was made redundant when Isla, Isla came, and that kind of plateaued a little bit, but then I kept kind of chasing a career, I guess, when Isla was one to two years old, maybe three, and then things started, like, realisation of it's maybe not all about me or it's maybe not all about my career or my aspirations necessarily. Um, so yeah, I think there was probably a bit of a delay. And if I had been older and had kids, it may have been, may have been sooner. Did, did, did you think there was still that aspiration because of the fact that you hadn't had yet the time to build on that career, I guess? You know, whereas if you'd waited three or four years for having children, like you say, you'd have spent maybe that three or four years building some sort of like career and, and being quite self-centered and quite selfish in terms of that that drive to want to succeed in some direction. And perhaps, you know, that delay occurred because of that. Do you, do you think that's maybe what happened? Yeah, that, that, that could be could be a, a reason. Another reason why things have, things kind of started to plateau is, we mentioned on on a podcast a couple of episodes ago, is you kind of, you hit a certain salary band and life becomes comfortable. Life becomes okay. Life becomes, you can do small things. Of course, I'd love to do do bigger things, but generally I'm pretty comfortable with how things are going. So that kind of, that aspect of things, I mean, I, I could look at, there's a kind of a trade-off, isn't there? Like I could earn more, but then more of my time would be needed. So less time with the kids, less time look, looking after the kids. So my relationship with them is impacted. So there's definitely like a point where I reached, I don't know if I was 
late twenties, early thirty. Well, I'm thirty one now, so yeah, late twenties is probably I hit that that kind of happy place in terms of time versus earning money. And it was an infl- it was an inflection point where I guess you'd had more kids, hadn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah certainly two more all at once. And yeah, yeah, two two more exactly. So do do you feel like it kicked in more there? You know, when we were talking about that servitude, service to others or other things, do you think it, it did it kick in more then? And if it kicked in for you in that type of like cliche dad kind of, you know, my kids are my thing, my world, what I'm doing, did it also kick in because of the fact that it was twins and you saw how much Rebecca was potentially going to be, have to suffer? So you had to, you had to basically sort of shelve that aspiration of a career, I guess, to some extent. And your purpose was in certainly in the very least in the short term, making sure that you could both survive ultimately this absolute atomic bomb of a thing going <laughs> off in your house, which then perhaps in turn started this wheel of motion where you're like, actually, you know, maybe my aspirations were quite self-centered and not necessarily something that I needed. And actually I get more of a interest excitement happiness from being at home and helping rebecca and and raising children i guess yeah no i think uh, i like i like your question i like your point of view but it certainly does i think it comes both ways home life gets very intense and there's now a service to more people than just just the two in the family but then i think i'd probably still be chasing a career and wanting to go up the corporate ladder if i was maybe earning slightly less so if I was uh, not going to go into figures, but if I was l- earning like 30, 40% less, then I think that there's still, there'd, be, there'd be an aspiration for me to keep climbing because I'd need to, because the yeah, kids are expensive. R- running a house is expensive. They absolutely are. And I guess there's then an exploration aspect of purpose of, you know, if you, if you, that's a lovely noise you're making there, Neil. If there's, <laughs> I hope you didn't pick that up in the podcast. But uh, yeah, so what I'm, well, I guess what I'm getting at here is the, to be able to discover your purpose, you know, is, I, I have to, I kind of thought about it as like this very kind of like wishy-washy, oh, I've got to find, find this like purpose of what, what am I doing with my life? And it's kind of like, you know, part of me just feels like just roll your bloody sleeves up and just get on with it. You know, if you don't know what you want to do, do something. Maybe that's maybe that's me getting into like a top down look on things and being a bit uh, a bit bullish, but there's some there's something in that I think. But you you also have it's a privilege to be able to to find your purpose. It's a real privilege to be able to have the time to sit down and try and work it out. It's a real privilege to have the mental space and capacity to sit down and be like, you know, what what do I what do I want to do? You know, how do I want to do things? And it, it, your point there is really really interesting with the fact that. If you didn't earn enough, you know, the the purpose is as simple as trying to find a way to earn enough money because that that basically that moves the cart forward, right? It puts petrol in the car, it puts puts food on the table, it puts clothes on their back, it puts the heating on at nighttime, you know. So, I guess there's kind of like a bit of a forced purpose at times as well. Would would you say that's true? Yeah, yeah, def- definitely. And I think if, if anybody's listening and they're stuck in a rut and they, they don't have a purpose, then that's okay. Maybe you just need to get through this chapter of your life or get through this season, as we've mentioned in a couple of other episodes. But I think, guess what I'm saying is that there always will be a purpose, right? Whether yes, you like yeah. it or not, there, there's a reason why you're on this planet for some re- for for various <laughs> things that are required. But there is, like, 
you know, maybe you have to look after your elderly grandmother. Maybe you have to go to work to feed yourself. You know, maybe you have to stay at home to help look after the children. If you if you don't necessarily like that, then I'm sorry, but that's that's your ultimately your purpose. It's a real privilege to do things that you want to do and are happy doing. And I guess it's nice to hear that you have got into that position where you earn enough money to have the clarity to be able to say, actually, this is the thing that I want to do. Do you, do you think there was something that helped you get to that point? So um, there was, yeah, was there like drive? Was there like decisions that you potentially made? Was there, you know, yeah. Was was there any way that you managed to like help clear your head and space to do that? Yeah, I think it, it comes down to having a, having a job that's not not 90% of my life and it's probably only 40 or 50% of my life i think that's a big big part of it i now read and digest more and what well, ingest more information knowledge listen to people i think that helps you kind of think through what your purpose may be in life and yeah i, I think i've got enough time to do that kind of stuff i earn enough money which i'm very privileged to earn and i've i've read a lot and and that gets me, gets me thinking. Okay, so then now now we're down the route of like, have if you were sat down thinking about this now, what uh, what kind of things do you think are your purpose? Like, what what is stuff that ultimately makes you wake up and do the yeah, thing? Yeah, so mine's very, and it kind of comes back to your point, which is really good in terms of serving others. And mine is very kind of focused on the children now, so focused on giving them a. Uh, the best life they can get, focused on making sure they're kind to other people, they're adventurous, they like to learn, like all this kind of stuff. Like I think I want to almost be their their educator, their their role model. I think that gives me give me my, my purpose. To be an example to your children. Yeah. It can be as simple as that. So most things I do in life, if I think about it, even to the down to what I eat, to running, I think about kind of the kids watching me, the kids kind of taking in what, I, what I'm doing. And yeah, that I'd say every morning makes me think and, and gives me purpose. And it wakes you up and gets you going, gets you doing something. Yeah, but there, 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 I was going to say, there's a negative to that because at half five in the morning when I'm trying to sneak downstairs, Lewis comes out and says, I want to go for a run, daddy. <laughs> Not quite yet. Son. <laughs> so, do you do you have anything outside of like that kind of like I said before like cliche dad purpose thing where I get it like I'm a dad you're a dad I'm sure any other dad listening to this podcast would definitely say that you know being an example to the children is very very important to them or at least I'd hope that they'd say that and that's a very that's a very strong purpose it's a very good one and if that was the only one you had then great but is there anything else like outside of that? Anything outside of like children or family that you can think of, or have you thought about that? I guess drives an element of purpose in you. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was thinking about this, and I mean, an ultramarathon could be a short-term purpose, but it's more of an, an act of doing something and training for something. But I, I tried to think of something that wasn't as cliche as uh, as being on the Developing Dads podcast and having my kids as my purpose. Um, but I think it, it's it's probably the kids and the kind of family unit, so including Rebecca in that, is just yeah being being the strongest I can be, being the healthiest I can be to to make to make things better, to make things to make things work. I think it's as cliche as that. 
I don't think it's a cliche necessarily, but it, it's kind of you know I did I did something with a, a chap called Friday O'Flaherty. He uh, wow. he's a, he's a Kiwi who lives in London. He owned a branding agency uh, called Running with Scissors, which I thought was a great a great um, great name for a company. But either way, I, I did some branding stuff during the pandemic because I was kind of a bit lost and I didn't really know what to do and. I had some money to be able to spend on it, and I, I kind of wanted to go down that exploration of of what my business purpose was, I guess. And in effect, we came to the sort of the the conclusion or or the 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 statement of uh, to improve the lives of one million people through physical fitness. That was the that was the purpose of my of my company or my business, and that was quite that was that was quite cool because it was quite broad to the point where it didn't it doesn't necessarily have to be personal training. I, I don't have to do personal training things to help impact a million people through physical fitness. It made me think about, shit, well, if I make videos for other people who have larger yeah. audiences uh, and then make videos about physical fitness and how the benefits of it and help curate and produce that type of content, then at the end of the day, it's still impacting those million people with the positive, the, with the, to help them improve their lives of, of, with, with physical fitness. And that was really interesting, going into that type of thing. And then, you know, more recently, I guess I was I was thinking a little bit about other other aspirations that I have. Where you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to privately educate my children. And some people might say that who needs to pay, you know, fifty grand a year or sixty grand a year privately educating your kids? But fundamentally, their their education is better at private school. You have some much smaller schools. It's much more intimate. It's much more driven towards potentially getting a university degree and statistically you earn more money when you have a university degree you have more opportunities you have a better foundation and i was kind of thinking about all that where i think i would like to help people build a better foundation so they can be free you know if you have a better education you know in the in the third world uh women who are better educated so in countries where women aren't necessarily treated very well well, at all, in fact. Uh, when they are better educated, they have less children. So there's le- re- less risk of abuse and death, fundamentally. You know, there's less risk of health complications. From earning enough money to allow my family of all different kinds, like doing this podcast, for example, if we get sponsorships that can pay for your mortgage, Neil, that gives you a much better <laughs> foundation. That, but that gives you a much better foundation to not have to think about things you know, that are money related. It gives you much more freedom to choose. So I, yeah, I've been kind of really thinking about the idea that ultimately I want to find ways in which I can help people build better foundations and support them on that journey potentially. So perhaps that's a health pursuit. Perhaps that's trying to help them build their business. Perhaps it's how they, uh, how, how I'm an example to them in terms of giving them inspiration to do the thing, even if they're a bit afraid. So yeah, I don't really know where why I said that, but that was I was going down that road a little bit, thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting when you when you bring in women in terms of that. I think their purposes change, maybe stereotypically change, due to I don't know external pressures, society, and all that stuff. When you have kids, you're pressured into, you know, or your purpose might change, and you need to raise them. Your your career, career purpose goes out the way, and that kind of thing. Um, but that, we kind of go full circle when I, when I mentioned at the start that your purpose changes throughout your life. So you will go through phases of your purpose one day is going to be the kids. Like when Isla and the boys grow up 
to have their own families and I'm 60-odd, then my purpose is probably going to be to be that role model for the grandkids, to be there for the grandkids. And, yeah, I think that's okay. So in, in, in terms of your purpose, Gordon, have you had a, have you had a thought? Have you, had a, have you defined it? Have you written it down? No, I haven't done any of that. <laughs> uh, Just thought about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I don't really know how how to dissect it necessarily. I think that, you know, there's an element of a skill to be able to do that, and I think you need, I think you need influence from other people or people that are good at finding those types of things or answering those types of questions. I don't feel capable yet to answer that question, and I. But then the thing, that, the thing that also like there's kind of part of it is, I don't like the idea of committing to something, but I like the idea of dreaming about something. So if I write down the purpose, then does that mean I'm like totally committed to it? To some extent, it feels like it's a bit more permanent. Whereas if I just kind of like, if I put it out there, just kind of talk about it, I'd like to help people build better foundations for their lives so they can be free. That seems, that feels a bit more, that feels like, feels less committal and it feels like I can mold it and change it. And But it ultimately impacts actions in terms of, you know, what am I actually working for? Like, what am I doing? How am I doing things? And maybe that will change, like you say. It'll kind of evolve as the years go on. And they'll flip-flop between, you know, I think this Ryan Holiday thing you talked about between being and action or whatever it was. You know, why do I exist? Well, I exist to help serve those people to build those foundations. But then the action aspect of things is I have to earn money, encourage education, uh, open up, discuss and then also do my own thing, like going to the gym, like you say, and, and eating the vegetables and in front of the people and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've explored it that hard. And I also fear it a little bit as well because I've got to this point in my life without really having, without really having ever explored or dissected my purpose. So then, you know, will I go down the route of overthinking? You know, yeah. you get, you get kind of, you get distracted with that a little bit. Instead of just doing, you end up sat there like pondering stuff and thinking about. But then there's part of it is like quite good because it, it kind of it helps you like ref, re, refine what you're actually doing. So you're not just always like do, 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 because that can just be distracting of pain or, or suffering or uh, whatever else. And you can just be churning again and just delaying the potential process of you having like a nervous breakdown or depression or whatever else when you're just doing when really you could have just stopped halfway through when you didn't feel pain, you didn't feel upset. And you reevaluated what you're doing and how you're doing it, and perhaps if you realign some sort of purpose, you could probably work out a little bit better without burning out and not actually thinking about it. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like you need to market, for example, you need to market yourself as a business when you don't need to market yourself. Just like you need to realign your goals or or work out your purpose when you don't feel like you need to work out your purpose or realign your goals to ensure that you never really suffer or fall off the track or you know it's like you need to save when you don't really need to save or whatever else you know what i mean yeah yeah no yeah i I definitely know what you mean um and i guess two things came to mind there is that like having that purpose and uh, uh, towards the end of it i'll read out my purpose because i've written it down in a bit of a a paragraph but um it, it gives you just a sense of direction and you mentioned that a sense of kind of this is where I'm going with my life. This is what I want to focus on over the next five years. You could fit it into your goals. So I guess your purpose could be related to your goals and that kind of thing. And it also, and maybe this could be another podcast episode um, in terms of family values. So having values, 
is, is, is a good thing, but also agreeing those values with your spouse, agreeing those values with your kids and having those values kind of underpin how you do things as a family, I think is very important. And I think those two come hand in hand. So I'd communicate your purpose. So speak to your spouse about it. I would... Yeah, and I think I think yeah, I think next next episode or maybe the next next couple of episodes we'll do values because that's a, that's a thing we went through a couple of years ago. Um, I need to kind of think back about why why we started discussing values and family values. Um, but that was a really good exercise, and it kind of maybe ties in maybe with ne- purpose maybe ne- maybe Neil, you weren't putting down the toilet seat. <laughs> values goes deeper than that, Gordon. That's that's where that's where values come out, isn't it? That's where the uh, the, the the dark, deep feelings of uh, various things come out when you don't put it in the toilet seat. Yeah, um, if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see me try and quickly plug my laptop in because um, I've got two percent left. <laughs> oh, you know, I'll I'll just talk, Neil, whilst you're you're fumbling fumbling around with your uh, laptop charger. As you can tell, ladies and gentlemen, our Greenhorn podcast is. Pretty phenomenal when it comes to its professional production value. Uh, it's it's an amazing thing to do. But part of like like part of the ending part of this discussion, well, there was there was actually there was one particular quote that I uh, was well, I think I was listening to a podcast about purpose, and they talked about from a guy called Friedrich Nietzsche. I think is the uh, the I, I butchered his name, but he's uh, <laughs> he's a, like a nineteenth century I think uh, philosopher. And he said, he who has a why to live can bear almost any how. And it's very true. Like, you would lay down your life for your children, right? Because that's probably one of the, like, I've I've said it before, it's a bit of a cliche thing, but you would lay down your life for those people. Like, you'd lay down your life for those kids. You know, you'd suffer any, any insurmountable pain for them. Of course you would. Yeah, yeah, and it makes sense, right? If you've got that, that purpose, then you're you're probably more likely to want to suffer for it. You're more likely to want to, I don't know, eat the bloody chicken breast or do the early morning go for cardio. a run, <laughs> go for a run, or you know, pick them up pick them up from school or when they've had too much to drink at four o'clock in the morning and you've still got work the next day. You know, all those kind of things. So, I guess there's like a there's a real benefit from from potentially working out. You know, even if it's like that dreamy type of purpose that I've talked about, maybe that's going to influence some of the actions that you take. But I also wanted to end, or at least kind of like end this podcast or kind of take on this bit of the podcast where at least we could go away and give our ideas of how we found our purpose or how we we did things. So was there anything that you, or any steps that you took to perhaps consider the purpose that you're about to tell us at the end of the podcast? I think educating yourself and like really i don't know digging deep about what what purpose means it's it's obviously a word in the dictionary but it means so much more in terms of when you define it and when you think about it and think about it for the long term um how i came up with mine i guess i just took a kind of a look around what i do day to day and what what makes up my kind of action points in terms of getting up in the morning and and why I get up in the morning and what makes me motivated to do what I do and and that kind of formed my purpose. Okay. So I guess would you, would I say would I be wrong in saying that you effectively created some sort of list I guess of likes and dislikes. So you certainly sat there and went these are the things that I like doing. 
these are the things that I like overall. If I look at someone or look at something, I'm like, that's a that's a studious person. That's a that's a courageous person. You know, that's a learned person. These types of things. Would you say you would have done that? Yeah, I think probably um, just in my mind, not necessarily on pen and paper. Yeah, but was yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think one one of the ways I think, and I started off this podcast or start towards the start of this podcast talking about you know, how people find their purposes ultimately. And I think it's, if you can sit down and work out, well, what makes me happy, what makes me unhappy? And you could probably find in the list of happiness, you can find some commonalities. There might be things like, I like educating people, or I like helping people, or I like uh, interacting with people, or I like donuts. You know, <laughs> you'd be writing down all sorts of different types of things. And there's probably some commonalities there, which kind of, lead into something like, oh, okay, well, if I like helping people and I like educating people, then maybe I like teaching. So what skill have I got that I can help teach people? You know, can I help them learn the back squat? Can I help them build a website? Can I help them uh, drive a car? You know, all that type of thing. That can be that can be an amazing part of the purpose. And that's probably, that to me, that was probably the place that I would start would be just a simple happiness, happy, unhappy list and look for yeah. some elements of commonalities, I guess. That's solid advice. Um, so before I go on to my, my purpose, I'm just going to take an excerpt from The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday, which talks about purpose. So he says, if your purpose is something larger than you, to accomplish something, to prove something to yourself, then suddenly everything becomes both easier and more difficult. Easier in the sense that you know what is needed to do and what is important to you. The other choices wash away as they aren't really choices at all. They're distractions. It's about the doing, not the recognition. Easier in the sense that you don't need to compromise. Which I quite like. All right. And my my purpose in a one-liner. Living a life full of experiences and adventures whilst encouraging continuous learning, being kind and living a wholesome life. And in a in a dream world, what does that look like, Neil? Um, kind of goes back to the podcast episode. No, I can't remember what it was. We were sitting in the bakery, and you asked me like, "What what does my ideal week look like?" or something like that. And um, and yeah, I mean, it just it, it it's how I'm living just now, with maybe a bit more freedom, a bit more money in the bank. Um, yeah, like I I still want to be that role model in terms of exercise, in terms of healthy eating and, and, and approach to, to the way of life and education and stuff like that. But um but yeah, I think the, the things that would change it would be earning earning more money, a bit more free time and the ability to tra- travel more. Fair enough. I think it's a I think it's a fair thing to, to go by. And you know, as we continue this podcast, I'm sure that we'll potentially get like an evolution of our our purposes and what we what we desire and what we want to do and all that kind of thing and I think you know referencing other podcasts that we talked about when it came to you finding a an element of like contentment in the plateau of a career perhaps or a kind of an evening you know where you're just kind of enjoying how things are going and not necessarily looking for it to blast through a ceiling you might then transition that target when the kids start growing up a bit more right where you kind of want you you then find that the kids don't really need you. They've flown the nest. They do, they only need you when they're in trouble or they need money. And now it's your turn to go back to that self selfish drive, I guess, to wanting more 
and yeah, more success and more of those materialistic things, I guess, to some extent. Yeah, no, I, I definitely know what you mean. And just to make sure that nobody is uh, nobody's judging that I'm sh- just sharing my best life. There's definitely moments of of times where I go through and I'm like, is this the right decision? Am I okay just to plateau in my career? I'm, and I, I do question it a lot, and I think it's healthy to question it. Um, but it also hopefully gives you the bit of understanding that I don't always have it always nailed, and I do question things. Oh, Neil, none of us none of us actually really know what we're doing. Nobody does. No. I think I'm what is right. life? <laughs> well, not even like what is life. Just I think you you look at someone, you're like, oh, they've got their old shit together. They don't. No one does. Like we're just some of us just have m- more of a clue about what's going on than others, but we still don't know what's going on. <laughs> nice. Like on that note. On on that note, for, yes. Thank you for listening to the Development Dads podcast. It was a. Uh, I enjoyed the episode, as Gordon mentioned, the previous one we did. I still enjoyed it, but maybe not as enthusiastically as this one. Um, I, I just Neil, seem to... Neil likes it when I get him thinking and give him a therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> indeed, indeed. But yeah, hopefully you enjoyed listening um, and took some, some advice away. I would recommend that book, Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Um, it goes into a lot of other stuff over and above purpose. Um, you can find us on YouTube and... Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everything everywhere else around the podcast sphere. And as Gordon, I'll save Gordon making the joke, um, we have an Instagram account that has no reels on it, or no up-to-date reels. Um, one day I'll, I'll get the, the purpose to, to go for it. <laughs> the purpose the purpose is there, Neil. You just need the, uh, the, the oomph. I do, I do. Anyway, as always, thanks for listening. Must be up to think- two and a half or three and a half now. I think I think you I think you know our podcast would be as big as Joe Rogan's if you'd uh, you'd actually posted some reels. You know I think it would be it, it would be a, an even more epic affair than it already is. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, bye for now. Thanks, thanks for joining us on the journey of uh, purpose. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see how much I'm sat here sweating my absolute bollocks off. <laughs> see you there.